Hey everybody, welcome back. It's the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And we are thrilled you are here. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and uh, good tidings to all out there as uh, you tune in for another rousing edition here. As you can see, it's just Ben and I at the moment. Ian likely putting his 12 kids to bed. Scarps, it's very possible, could be face down in a gutter somewhere. There's a rumor that he had a, a holiday party today. Um, so we're, we're really not sure what kind of shape he's going to be in if he if he ever does get here. Um, he, he, needless to say, he's not going to be in any better or worse shape than the Steelers after their 16-14 loss to the Baltimore Ravens at Akrasher Stadium on Sunday. Um, and that pretty much buries them uh, in terms of the postseason for 2022. There's still a chance, as uh, uh, Mr. Jim Carrey said in Dumb and Dumber, there's still a chance, but uh, it's a slim one, folks. And that, of course, has led to all kinds of wonderful things coming out this week, and we're going to touch on all of those. Uh, Ben, welcome in, and I know you're getting something to eat there out on the uh, left coast, so I'll I'll try to keep talking here so you can. Uh, I'm uh, I'm know. watching this fucking horrible excuse for a game. Oh, that's the, right. Uh, the 49ers are down to their third string quarterback, and they're beating the Seahawks, who are wearing the most god awful uniforms. Are they are they ever. wearing their highlighter? They're wearing uniforms? those those green ones, yeah. <laughs> At least they're uh, wearing dark pants, but. Oh my God! They, it, They're wearing dark pants and yeah. the green jerseys. Uh-huh. Oh my lord! It's twenty-one-three, and Joey Bosa just sacked Gino for wow, a nice big loss. Three. Okay, yeah, let's welcome Scarps into the program. Scarpino, listen, I apologize. Yeah. I'm never late. What? I'm never late, but like the Steelers' defense. <laughs> I just did show up on time. Oh, I thought maybe <laughs> you had the, I thought maybe you had the runs or something. Uh, um, what was it? Uh, designed runs. Designed that's the worst. Runs. That's the shittiest band name ever. Oh yeah, love it, love it. Welcome, Scarps. Hope you had a good time at your holiday party today. <laughs> I've been uh, drinking for half a day. What a great, <laughs> glorious occasion! Glorious, been. glorious day. Oh yeah, oh, God. Be especially on a podcast day, isn't it great? <laughs> Bless you all. Uh, yeah, uh, and again, uh, Ian. Ian will be by when when Ian gets a chance to. Um, yeah. So anyway, guys, the Steelers lose sixteen fourteen. A lot of a lot of bad things. A lot of bad things. I'm just gonna uh, throw this out there, uh, Ben. Uh, ben, is there a a quarterback controversy in the Steel City right now? Uh, which quarterback is shittier? I'd say is the controversy. Okay. Uh, I am referring to the, and hello, Ian, welcome in. I am referring to the potential quarterback controversy. If one, Mr. Kenneth Pickett does not play on Sunday, you which would seems have, likely, which he's been limited all week. No, uh, no clear indication if he's going to come out of the protocol in time, but, uh, that leaves Mitchell three picks, Trubisky and, uh, Mason. I've been in civvies all season, Rudolph. So that's what I ask. Is there a quarterback controversy between those two chaps? Uh, again, I'm going to like hope that Pickett can play. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can't, uh, is there a controversy? I guess, but it's just because people have forgotten that Rudolph sucks. <laughs> and they've forgotten the last time we actually saw him for any significant stretch. He tied a one-win team that was starting guys at corner that were on the fucking 
the street the week before. Working at car washes. Yeah. Uh, yeah this yeah. he's terrible. He's okay. Mason Rudolph is five four and one as a starter, which you okay. know slightly above five hundred. Right. You know, it's not horrible until you examine what the defense did during the games that he won and okay. what they didn't do in the games that he lost. Okay. Mason gave up or Mason was the benefactor of a defense that gave up 12.6 points per game in his wins, 16 points in his ties and 23.75 points in his losses. The one time that the, that the defense gave up more than 14 points he was the benefactor of a Minka Fitzpatrick 96 yard interception for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. This he's not good. I, I don't know why people forgot that he's not good. They want to fans want to give him another chance. Give him another chance. Mitch played a really shitty game. You know, Mitch isn't Mitch is what he is. He's not good, but Mason didn't get better. Mason sucks. Is, is this a classic case of, uh, of everybody's favorite player is the backup quarterback? Recency bias. Recency bias. With it, we're all familiar with it. Mm -hmm. Change for the sake of change. Fire Tomlin. Make Rooney sell the team. Yep. Everybody should go. Yep. Start over. Uh, Now, Scarps, you uh, you've you've had a little bit different opinion on Mr. Mason Rudolph. (laughs) Um, What is what is your uh, uh, take on this week? And holy shit, I wouldn't put up that if I were you. Uh, By the way, I'd like to welcome in Corvette here, coming in from South Korea. Holy shit, I don't think we've ever had anybody from South Korea before. Uh, That's got to be a first, a first international uh, viewer. Welcome in. 76 Corvette. 76 Corvette, yeah. Uh, And just real quick, I don't know if you're in our armed forces. Thanks so much for what you do. If not, thanks for joining the show. Um, But uh, either way, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, Scarpino. I cut you off there. But uh, what what, what are you looking at this week, man? You you think Mason deserves a start? Um, As you all know, I am a Mason supporter. Uh, <laughs> as you all know, there's Mason's nothing wrong with that. Stick to your guns, no, not, man. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's <laughs> here's 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 my here's my only here's my one thing about this yeah. is that, and I tweeted this earlier today, is that the season is over. It has been over. And if you didn't think it was over, that's because you drank that five and seven Kool Aid, that Heinz fifty-seven five and seven Kool Aid that was just great to taste. Bottom line is, if Mason does start this week and or this Sunday, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. does it really matter? Because he's not going to be here next year. He's not going to be here next year. No, he's not. Now here's what I think. Here's what I think. I don't think Mason starts this weekend. I think that. Tomlin is doing right by him. I think Tomlin is trying to give him sort of a, you know, hey, we got a guy that's capable in certain situations. If anybody wants, you know, here's the thing. Mason's not going to be here next year. So whether they're trying to give him, you know, throw him a bone and give him a, a, you know, a a game to play or whatever, it's what it is. But I've never said that Mason is better than, 
you know, so-and-so or so-and-so or so-and-so, but like, is it, is it going to hurt you that much? If Mason starts this weekend, who gives a shit if he does or what not? Did, like, what did, did Herman Edwards say once you play to win the well, game? You play well, to win the game. They're five eight though. They're shit. I, this I, team what? sucks. The so, title, the title you fucking of, tank on purpose. That's like Miami Dolphins-esque. The title of my article this oh. morning. For did the Dolphins tank or was or not? Because I was told they to. they didn't. Flores refused <laughs> to, but but they wanted to. Does it matter? That was the title of my article this morning, and and I agree with Scarps. It doesn't matter who plays this weekend. Mason's gone. He's going to be on the first plane out of Pittsburgh as soon as the season's over. Uh, I, I so mean, so you you pull a fucking Cleveland Browns and just lay down and say Fuck no, it. no. I'm not saying that at all. I, I'm just simply saying that it really doesn't matter because you you have to win your final four and you're going to need help. The chances are slow. they're not going to the playoffs. No, and if they go to the not, playoffs, well, no. if they go to the playoffs, they're going to get humiliated again. Yes. I don't so, even I don't even know that they win this week, let alone win four in a row. It doesn't matter. Right. They're not going to they're not going to win out. Right. So therefore, okay. I say start Zach Gentry quarterback. I want to see how he goes. Oh fuck that. Now you're really pushing it. Ian! Ian, welcome to the show. Yes. Uh, Ian, my my first question was, uh, when you chimed in, was, was, is there a quarterback controversy? Obviously not having to do with Kenny Pickett, because if he's ready to go, he clears protocol, he's going to start. Yes, Um, and that's the correct decision. You cannot bench Kenny Pickett at this point in time, because you spent a first-round pick on him. You have to put him in the games and give him the experience and see if you have anything there and just let him grow and go through the growing pains. And maybe sooner or later, he'll learn how to diagnose a blitz and not run himself into trouble. <laughs> you also asked if there was a quarterback controversy with your next question. Yes. And, you know, I guess sometimes, you know, when you go take a dump and there's two turds in the toilet and you flush it and see which one goes down first – that's kind of like what's happening between Mitch and Mason. So yeah. if you want to call that a controversy, then it's <laughs> kind of like really the race is. to the bottom of the toilet bowl. It, it, is, is, a, a <laughs> it is controversial. <laughs> it absolutely is. It traps a shit. Uh, well, you know, Deontay Johnson came out today and said, I want Mason. I want uh, Deontay to score touchdowns, but I can't make him catch the damn ball. You know, I, I, the dude is open here. Everybody wants to shit on DJ. The dude is open all the time. Yeah, he like is, yeah. all the time. Yeah. I and and I get it. I get it. He, he does struggle to catch everything, but if Deontay John, and that's why I said, don't pay the guy right now, because I want to see what he, with the, what he does without Ben. But if, if he has a, an even half decent quarterback, that dude's a pro bowler every year. It and isn't it isn't just the quarterback play. It's the it's pat it's the route concepts, it's the fair. quarterback play. Yeah. It's everything. And it yeah, I, I'm sorry. Kenny Pickett, as much as people want him, they want to say he's got that it factor. He's no, he's not there yet. He's not. Okay? Stop. You can't speak it into existence. All right. Kenny will develop. His body will develop. His mind will develop. As Ian pointed out, his mind might develop. <laughs> and, and he'll get better. But don't don't sit here. Kenny's the truth. He's going to be a Pro Bowl or Hall of Famer. You just don't know. He's going to win the next Super Bowl for the Steelers. Dude, he hasn't he hasn't proven shit yet. He's not proven a goddamn thing. And until he does, no. it, it, it's an incomplete. Well, I want to I want to answer that question that George had real quick about the comp pick thing. If if Rudolph signs as a free agent somewhere else, uh, they could get for him. What maybe a six, maybe a seven? I you know it depends upon the size of the contract and how many free agents right. the Steelers sign in return. 
So it, it, we're not even, we're way way early. In we terms are we of, are of counting counting what the the return might be on a, a free agent leaving. Uh, right. When you've got when you've got a premier free agent leaving, um, then you start looking at that, going, "Oh boy, this could yeah. be a third or this, fourth. This would be a long shot. They want to protect this." And yeah, I agree with you. You're looking at Mason Rudolph. You're probably talking about maybe a six or seven back in return, and they're not going to try and protect that. They'll, no. if they see a free agent they like that would cancel Mason out on that equation, they'll uh, they'll sign him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, For the record, uh, Trubisky's contract garnered a seventh round comp pick value, basically. So. Oh. So yeah. Mason's definitely a seven. Seven at best, because I don't even think he's going to get that kind of a deal. I mean, I, he's not getting a, a Mitch Trubisky type deal, is he? I don't or wait, hold on, hold on. I might be looking at the wrong year. No, that was the contract Buffalo signed him to. Oh, okay. That garnered the seventh round value. It was okay. Trubisky's contract he got from us would have been a sixth round value. Okay. okay. So that was. So, so it'd be a seven. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I was, re- no, I was looking at the wrong year. It's it's based upon the position pay scale, mm-hmm. so you, you can't just say, "Well, this guy's making seven million dollars, so right. he should fit here." It doesn't work that way. Um, if the position is paying more, you got to pay those guys more, and the scale drops out at a higher rate. You know, it'll drop out at five million a year or something, six million a year. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see when when it all pencils out at the end of the year where that might sit. But, you know, you can't look at a, a $7 million guard and compare him to a $7 million quarterback. It's not the same thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it, the guys in the chat have an interesting couple of comments going here, uh, talking about offensive line play and the fact that, you know, this Brock Purdy kid out of Iowa State has looked very good for, for San Francisco. Um, does offensive line play make a, a, a huge difference in a young quarterback? I, I mean, I, I think yes, it's a and question. so does scheme and running game. And Run game. San, Fran- San Francisco has a scheme that's built to amplify the things that their players do well. Mm-hmm. They scheme around, okay, this guy can do this thing good. We're going to put him in those kind of situations and use him that way. We're not going to make this – uh, to put it in Steelers terms, we're not going to make Benny Snell run routes down the field and catch passes. We're going to use a player like that to run the ball up the middle. We're not going to, you know, they they use their players to amplify their strengths, which is they have a, to their a coaching. good. They have a good offensive coordinator. They in, do in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. The Steelers, the Steelers do not. Yeah, yeah. Scarps, you were definitely shaking your head there. Are you suggesting that uh, Matt Canada struggles in this regard? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, shit, dude. How many how many injuries has the 49ers running backs faced this year? You know, Elijah Mitchell's hurt, or is it Eli or Elijah? Whatever. Elijah. Eli, yeah, Eli Mitchell could could probably could probably run for 500 yards, whoever that is. Yeah. But the point is um, – I don't even think the 49ers needed to even trade for Christian McCaffrey, but they saw an opportunity and, and he's just, he's just killing it. Right. You know, it would be real. It would be so nice to be able to, to, to have an identity um, 
and uh, a purpose like the 49ers do. Um, you know, a team that, I, that I'd like to add has five Super Bowl wins and is, and is gunning for a sixth. And as much as that hurts and as much as it hurts that the Cowboys are also in contention, um, <laughs> it's reality. You know, and yeah. and the Cowboys lose. You know, you lose Zeke for a couple of weeks because he's got a bad knee or whatever it is, whatever it is. And they got a guy named Tony Pollard that the Steelers could have had, but they, you know, they chose Justin Lane and Benny Snell. Um, and you can sit here and say hindsight's twenty twenty or seventy seventy or whatever you want to mm-hmm. say. Bottom line is, is that the Steelers lack talent and depth, and we've been saying it on the show for weeks. Um, and you Months. watch these, and you watch, yeah, you what, and you watch these other teams right now that are successful and that are uh, on the climb in that second half of the season. Um, you look at them and you're like, wow, they're well coached. Uh, they have depth um, and they have an identity. And the 49ers are one of those teams. And I'd be, I'm very jealous that they could literally plug and play any running back, and they're successful. Yeah, it, it's like the old Denver yeah. scheme. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's based upon the, those same concepts, those Shanahan concepts, where yeah, you literally can take any running back and make it work. What is it about what they do that lends itself to that, though? Blocking schemes. So, with that in mind, and Ian, I'll throw this to you first. I I, I think it was obvious that. You know, the, the Ravens' offensive line was significantly better than the Steelers' defensive line, goes without saying. Was it as simple as saying those guys were just kicking the shit out of the guys across the line, or were there some things going on scheme-wise, technique-wise, that had us confused? Uh, I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that, yes, we got our ass beat in the trenches on both sides of the ball. Yep. Um, I would agree. And the thing was, you know, after the game, the Steelers players like got asked if the Ravens were doing anything schematically different than what they'd shown before. And they said no, which means they weren't prepared to defend the schemes that the Ravens were running, because if the Ravens weren't doing anything different and the Ravens run a bunch of different kinds of stuff, don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. Mm -hmm. They have some very well designed plays. Um, But if, the Steelers, who are professionals at this, weren't prepared to defend them and they weren't doing anything new or different, then that's on the coaching, too. I mean, to me, this was a four-phase loss. This was a loss. I mean, offense, defense, special teams, and coaching all got outperformed by the Ravens. So I, I really thought that the, the physical aspect of the game, the, the Steelers just getting their asses kicked, played a lot bigger role than any of the others. I, it just... It just wasn't. Well, no. I mean, I mean yeah, there, there were some mistakes made. I agree with what you're saying, Ian. There, there definitely were some mistakes made, and and some of them were glaring. Yeah. But the the thing that decided the game, two point game, was yeah. just the fact that the Steelers could not match the Ravens' physicality. They couldn't, and that starts that starts in the, along the lines. And 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 all that said, the Scarps, it it we had a field goal blocked. And we had uh, three interceptions, all in Baltimore territory. Let's just two of them in the red zone. Yeah, and let's just assume two of those end up as field goals. What are we talking about today? I mean, what's the discussion? Because the Steelers walked out of there with a victory, and and they would be six and seven right now. You know, (laughs) 
what was the thing last week? In the hunt. They're in the yeah. hunt. Oh, yeah. Even though they really weren't. But they needed to win that game to right. be in the hunt. And they didn't. And, you know, whatever you want to say about Mitch, you know, the first two thrown down the middle of the field, you know, God bless him. He was letting it rip. I don't care. That last one, though, that deep ball was just, to That's me, that awful. was just careless. It was just yeah. careless. Like the, the first one was pretty bad. It was here's the thing the, the other guys the first he didn't see ahead, smith guys. standing there i the second one was even worse than the first yes yeah. but I, he should have seen smith coming i want to i want to give credit to the other team too right sure like, they're good they, they, they watch they, tape. they get paid too yeah yes. you're right they watch mm-hmm. tape I, so like i don't want to say so like you know i like the fact that he attacked and he was and and and, and here's here's the other too they moved sorry if you haven't been listening i've been drinking for like 12 hours but <laughs> They've they move the ball and Tomlin talked about this. They move the ball so fluidly and 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 continuously. Like it was, it was like every time they got the ball, I was like, who the hell are these guys? Right. And then and then when it mattered most, it was just ah oh, fuck, you know. But yeah, that 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 long ball from Mitch was just careless. And and you're right, still, Dad. If they do win that game, you know. They're they're six and seven, and we're we're singing a whole different tune. But that's just not the way it works. But and they go, didn't win that game. And to go so back, it doesn't fucking yeah, matter. And to go back to what Ben said, and and the um, again, I talk about the Kool Aid, but the amount of fans last week that were like, "Oh, we're gonna beat the Ravens. They're banged up. They're not. The Lamar isn't there." And I just sit there and say, like. Like, oh my God, like, what are you taught? Like, what make like, what makes you so confident? What makes you so confident in that? Because yeah, you know what? Mitch did move the ball, but you know what? When push came to shove, the Ravens beat our ass on mm-hmm. both sides of the line and it didn't matter. So, you know what? Yeah. You can go back and say, oh yeah, well, Mitch could have did this and Mitch could've. yeah, he could have, but you know what? I'll tell you this. When Tyler Huntley left the game. And they put in a guy that had zero <laughs> NFL experience on their own fucking one yard. Was it one? Yeah. Was it yeah. the one yeah. on their own one fucking yard line? Yeah. And they fucking play fake that he threw like a three yard out. Yeah. And then they got out and they got out yeah. of danger zone. Yeah. That's how that's how much these opposing offenses think about this highest paid defense. They're not afraid of anything. Well, yeah, you know, the the thing, the thing that stands out to me most, the most telling thing about that game is when Huntley went down, the Ravens just said, fuck it. We're just going to run the ball. Yeah. You you can't stop it anyway. They became a high school football team at that point. It's like, you know, yeah, fine. They ran play action. It was a three yard pass. We're running. You ain't stopping. It was a three yard pass. Whatever. It was like, do you remember that game? against the Texans their first year in the league oh. when Ben when we threw like three pick sixes Tommy two pick that sixes. was Tommy Maddox that was Tommy, Tommy Maddox yeah yeah, it was. And yeah the, they were, the Texans they were, had 27 yards of offense yes they were 24 they were yards of basically offense. like the, the Texans were like we're gonna run two plays play number one is run left play number two is run right and then yeah. that's, that's all we're gonna do yep Oh yeah, we had yeah. some yards offense and nine points. I think like we lost yeah. twenty four to nine. Yep. Fucking yeah. Um, yeah. It was like that that they were like, "We're going to run a couple plays, and they're just, we're just going to run the ball at you, and you can't stop us." I, I, I thought an interesting uh, 
play in the Steelers game was I, and I think it was Trubisky's maybe third play. He went deep down the sideline to George Pickens, and and Pickens, you know, got his hands on the ball, made a made a very nice catch. Does Pickett make that throw? Not not in the sense of Kenny, but does he throw it? But does there? he make the decision to throw it to that? Exactly. Spot? Yeah. yeah, I thought the same thing when it happened. I, yeah. I'm like, yeah, because I I don't. He was so frustrated and 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 confused by what the Baltimore Ravens were doing defensively. I mean, he was making one look, and he was pulling it, and running it. Um, I mean, I, you know, honestly, as as poorly as the offensive line was blocking, it, 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 they were allowing guys to come in untouched up the middle. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, oh, it's man, like it was bad. all the center has to do is say, "This is the middle guy," and then you count from the outside and you match up and you know who your guy is. Yep. I I don't know. How much easier that could have been. The guy lined up in the A gap. He was standing right across from, yeah. from Kenny and still nobody touched him. Yeah. They both went, Ole, go right ahead, hit our quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I mean at that point, that that kind of screws with the quarterback psyche. He's now he's expecting a hit. It's just not that was fucked. Yeah, it was ugly. They, they did him no favors. Um, how in the hell, Ian, does George Pickens get uh, I believe he had three targets. He had a fourth, but there was a pass interference, so it didn't get counted as a target. So four times they threw at him. Yes. It was how a in, pass how in the, the hell end. do you have a guy with this kind of talent getting four targets? Because they're idiots. I, and and their, their excuse yeah. is like, oh, well, you know, we're trying to do some things in the game plan schematically when we see certain matchups. Like, who the, f- who the fuck cares? If you have – this is not the same. But like when DeAndre Hopkins got traded to Arizona, mm-hmm. Tyler Murray was just like, "I don't care how many guys are covering him. I'm going to throw him the friggin' ball because I know he has a 50-50 shot or better of coming down." When the Steelers had it. Antonio Brown, yes. and Ben Roethlisberger, it, he could be double, triple covered. It didn't fucking matter. Yeah, yep. he's just like, eh, "Eh, he's got a shot. Here we go. Yeah, yep. <laughs> we'll he's find down there somewhere. We'll see what happens." You know, and uh, you just. <laughs> And to go back to the point I think Ryan made earlier about Deontay Johnson, like if you look statistically at, you know, yards of separation, all that stuff, yes, Deontay is the most open guy on the team. But as far as like number of actual catches based on targets, like Pickens is better than Deontay, even though it doesn't get open as much. But I think some of that is that you need a quarterback who's willing to throw into NFL windows, not college windows that, you know, when we talked about this ad nauseum when, when Mason came in, that Mason was waiting for guys to be college open yeah. before he threw them the ball, whereas, you know, Mitch was more willing to throw into those NFL-type windows. Now, granted, Mitch was staring down his first receiver. Mitch was, mm-hmm. you know, doing mm-hmm. a bunch of other things. And, and Mitch um, got caught got caught on Sunday twice yeah. by people that just were waiting for him because they were like, you're looking at the receiver. I'm waiting yeah. for your – okay, there it is. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, in, in regards to Pickens, and, and it's it's a sin to say you like any Raven, but I, I do like Marlon Humphrey. I think he's a really honest, open guy, and, and he flat out admitted, oh, I had my hands full with George yeah. Pickens. He's a high-character high individual. Yep, and he's like, that dude has some dog in him. I, I was ter- not necessarily terrified, but he's like, I knew I had a challenge. And the fact that they didn't throw to him more was shocking to him. And and that's a that's a all-pro NFL cornerback saying that. 
you know, and, and if we're just a bunch of nobody's talking about it, but when a guy like that says it, then I listen, you know, and I, I thought that was, there, there was a lot to that. Scarps. Yeah. You know, I, I, again, I, I, I said this many times. I, I, I think Pickens needs to grow up a little bit, sure. but he, to me, is there, he is their only game breaker on offense. He's the game breaker. Yeah. And with that, with that comes the downside of he gets a little pissed off. He, he gets frustrated, et cetera. But whew, I know he's a rookie and I, and I, I need him to be humbled in a certain way, but I agree. Yeah. If you're only throwing the ball his way four times a game, um, I, I'm sorry, but I don't give a shit who the quarterback is. There's an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if it, because you, are, are you trying to win games? Are you trying to salvage non-losing seasons or you whatever? Play to win yes, the yes, game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand though how you can try to involve a guy like Sims or Olszewski in this yeah, offense for sure as, as much as Pickens gets touches and and it blows my mind because listen again like George like. Bless, bless his heart. Pickens thinks he's the greatest already, and and, and I have not, I have no problem with that. No, I love but, it. But, eh. but, as much as I'm like, okay, he needs to grow up or whatever. He does. He's he yeah. does. He's but he's sure also, he issues. He's also their best player on offense, and and he's the fact definitely that, the most talented. There's no and question. The fact that they they run these stupid ass jet sweeps and Gunnar Olszewski gets blown up on yet another jet okay. sweep. Sorry, no, you're, you're giving I'm just saying, flashbacks. I'm just, I mean, that, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, like, you're absolutely I'm saying, right. I'm not saying that Pickens needs 15 targets a game, but he needs more than four. Yes, yes, no, no the, he, the, the, he the, should be getting between seven and ten. Yes, no absolutely. fucking question. And he has, yeah, if, if, even he has, if you miss the throw, as long as it's not picked, even as long as he's you're throwing at him, that defense stays terrified. And yes. And, and that's what we need. Yeah. And he has, I mean, he's a rookie. He's made some nice catches in this league. He hasn't done shit in this league overall. But, right. like, even I, who's who's a hater, could be like, this fucking dude needs a ball more fucking than four times a game. Just saying. Hey, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back. Sorry for doing this. But um, when everyone was sure that George Pickens had a shot at being rookie, offensive rookie of the year before the season started, no fucking way. No fucking way because he plays for the Steelers. And I, we talked about it. I mentioned it. Mark asked me on this show before the season started. And no, he had no No. shot because this offense is shit. And it was clear that it was not going to be good in August. I believe it was Pickens and Pickett would finish one and two either yeah. way. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah right. I'm sorry. I, that's a, I'm sorry. Just, yeah. You're right. Just, just like <laughs> when I play Madden video game, it's all Steelers. Uh, best offensive line, best quarterback, best running back. We're all, you know, all that. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but in the Gunnar Olszewski thing, for the love of God, can we please stop putting him out when we're going to run a jet sweep to his side? It, it's yeah. like watching it's... a grown man throw toddlers into a, a ball. Brock pit. Purdy just threw a pass about like Duck Hodges. 
Oh, it's well, so nice. it's so obvious what they're going to do based yes, on the personnel yeah. they put yes. in. Like you know, when Boykins coming in, they're going to run the ball because that's all they use him for. Apparently, that yes, like they they settle into these funks of like, oh, Miles Boykin can only block. He's not six four and runs a four three forty. Like we can't throw him the ball. Apparently, you know it's. Uh, although he's, I will he's say, he's not a thing, great receiver, man. He, I mean, he's not. But, but shit, I mean, know, he's the he's the gunner Olszewski of of outside receivers. Except that he's better than than special teams. He's better on special he's teams. Really good on special teams. Than than Olszewski yeah. is for sure. Speaking of special teams, all right, let's talk about this one. Yeah, let's. To, to me, the point where the game changed completely was no Field position not, was two plays. Number one, they were back to back. Harvin's seventeen yard punt, and then the forty yard run. Like those two plays yeah. changed the game completely. And they happen back to back. Like yep. you shank a punt and yep. then give up a, a run that puts them on the goal line. That was the only touchdown of the game that they and, scored. And let's be frank, whose hole, whose gap was it that they went through on that long 40 yard run? Right over it was Cam. Cam's. It was Cam Hayward. Right over Cam. And he guessed the wrong way, I think. Must have read the blocking scheme wrong because he he tried to spin out of the block and he went away from the hole. And the running back was like, oh, my God, look at the mm-hmm. size of this fucking mm-hmm. hole. Ian, oh, my. <laughs> I, I agree. Completely agree with you, Ian. And I hate that that we all agree because we're all in agreement right now. But I'd also like to point out that uh, J.K. Dobbins hadn't played in weeks. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. He had a, a procedure done. And he definitely wasn't 100 percent, nor did he show that breakaway speed or anything like that. And thank they, God. I know because he yeah. would have scored on that forty-yard run yeah. rather than yeah. rather rather than doing it like a play Shit. later. Still but be like running. Th- getting back to that whole 49ers thing, like whether it was whether it was J.K. Dobbins or Gus Edwards, and like they actually had Kenyon Drake in a few plays that mm-hmm. that they failed on. But if mm-hmm. the like the one fu- the one fumble that Van Huntley had, they would have actually. scored had converted that anyway the point is the point is (laughs) it's nice to have an offensive coordinator that knows how to put his players in position to succeed um and yeah but the other thing we could hopefully we talk about this 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 highest paid defense in the league that that fucking can't stop jk dobbins or anybody that runs against them anymore and yet you know you know, we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point, but the depth is is not good, and no. and it's it's three guys that are really good players, and a bunch of guys. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You ain't wrong. We'll, uh, we'll talk right about that defense here in just a second. Just a reminder: we are uh, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and uh, make sure you join their partner and ours, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Check it out, boys and girls. Yeah, yeah, the uh, defense highest paid, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter how much they're paid. They're not performing um, for sure. 
Um, I Brock, think um, Brock Purdy is not good, and and the the Seahawks defense is so fucking on bad. There's awful. I'm like God. wow, the Purdy thing. He's gonna come back to earth. I think. Uh, I once agree. Teams get some. George Kittle looked pretty damn good tonight, though. Yeah. I'll tell you George that. Kittle's a beast. I love that guy. He just gotta uh, stay healthy. If he stays healthy, he's one of the better ones in the league. But yeah, it's constantly tanked. It's, and I know Ben hates fantasy football, but his fantasy numbers haven't been that great this year. But Mike Tomlin uh, hates fantasy football but, too. Good. Yeah, he, he talked about that because he's because fucking Tomlin's on such a great fucking he's on such great terms with everyone that he can talk shit about fantasy football. And I know. I saw that the other day. I'm like, oh, did you? See I'm like, that? dude. Like, listen, man. I wouldn't like, put up with that if I were you. Go ahead, Ryan. I mean, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this right now. I'm gonna tell you this right now. I don't think Tomlin should go. I Tomlin was good to me, and I like Tomlin. Um, if I even if I never fucking worked there in my life, I'd still like Tomlin because I, I just like something about him. But I yep. tell you this: if you're gonna act so fucking you know like above everyone in those press conferences and your interviews, like like you're shitting on so many people when you talk about like I don't care about your fantasy football. It's like, well, dude. I care about my fantasy football team. And oh, by the way, you haven't won a playoff game in six years. So, like, hey, and neither has your fantasy team, Scarps. Boom. Lies. Lies. That is a lie. Okay. And it is a lie only because I'm telling you it is because you have no idea what my fantasy teams have done. And yes, yeah, we can make we can pass. make that joke. We can oh, make that no, joke. No catch. Yeah, yeah. But there is truth that the Steelers haven't won a playoff game. Uh, yeah, and it's believe me, I see it every day on the Twitters. It, people want to remind us that he hasn't won a playoff game in a long time. Uh, and and since those I, first few years, I, his record is pretty bad too. I mean, I do too. I do too. I get um, it. Yeah, and, and yeah. they should have started the rebuild. You know, at least a year before, maybe two. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and the Steelers are a rebuilding team. As much as people didn't want to admit it in July and August, the Steelers yeah. are a rebuilding team. <laughs> this is what that looks like. Sorry. Right. I've been yeah. talking a ton tonight. I've been drinking since noon, if you didn't care. But if, if you didn't hear me. And I'll shut up after this. By, by the way, uh, real quick, is Casey Kasem coming tonight? Oh, yeah, where is it? Oh, I'm oh Casey is coming. Okay, all right. Just want to make sure. Just making sure. He wrote that down while he was sober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, can't remember, actually. But the point is, because, Ben, you brought it up. I mean, in August, I was told that the experts and the analysts were sleeping on this offense. That's because they were, and man. Everyone's hating. And everyone's hating. And, uh, 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 and it sucks. <laughs> Uh, sleep on it. I'm I'm comatose from this offense. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. The, in September, we were all on this show going, "Fuck, twelve more games with this offense." I don't know that I can I can watch this. I mean, <laughs> they beat the we Bengals. all we all know I'm going to, but God, well, this is gonna suck. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Welcome in, Melvin, Daddy, Duty. We get it, man. We get it. Uh, hope everybody's good and. Uh, Man, he doesn't know anything I, about Daddy Duty. Yeah. <laughs> I know all about it. Oh well, Ian knows has burger. Things. I appreciate you, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Ian, you were uh, on location <laughs> Sunday in Acker Stadium. What yeah. was the vibe like in that place? Heinz Field. Uh, yeah, Heinz Field. I know. I mean, 
it was it was Steelers Ravens, so it was you know there was always hype to begin with, but right. like you know, it, it was just like it was almost like a slow bleed out of the stadium that it was just like, you know, everyone yeah. was hyped and that it was just like, there was really nothing to kind of get them going. And like, anytime something good happened, like, okay, we drove down the field and then, Oh we, fuck, we threw an interception. Oh, we drove down the field. <laughs> yeah. again. You know, it was like every time you started to kind of get your hopes up and you could tell the crowd really wanted to get into it. And it was just like, every time the team let them down and you know but that that was kind of always the knock on Mitch too and it was the knock on Mason that you can move them between the 20s but you get down into the yeah, red, zone red zone and, and, you, and you can't get in that's yeah. what separates yep. the the yeah. great quarterbacks from the guys who are just a guy that you when you kick field goals instead of scoring touchdowns or even worse throw interceptions and honestly i think i think if Mason had been available after that second pick, Tomlin might have put him in just yeah. because – and here's the thing about Mason Rudolph point. is he's not going to go out and win you a game. Really? But he's not going to – You don't he's, say. He's not going to go out and win you a game, but he's also not going to go out and lose you a game, right? He's not going to go out and – I see okay, what you're saying. He, he's not going to lose you a game by is taking this? Rudolph. He's not so gonna, what you're saying is he's not going to lose you a game by taking Mason Rudolph has risk. mastered mediocrity. Is what <laughs> yes, I mean, right. what has Kenny Pickett been doing the last couple right. of weeks though? I, not I, 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 wouldn't, been, no, my, I wouldn't say that Kenny and has has I quite gotten to. Ian, that's my fault. Ian, go ahead. Back. To no, you. my 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 point was Sorry. my my broader point, Ryan, was uh, like I was taking Pickett out of the equation. I said on Sunday, <laughs> if Mason had been dressed, Tomlin would have put him in after Mitch threw the second pick. Because Tomlin values ball security, especially yeah. from backup quarterbacks, more than risk taking. And at some point, you know, yeah, when when we got down by nine or ten or whatever it was, we got that nine. We got down by two scores. Yeah, you had to push the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the other thing is, you you know, everyone's talked about that touchdown drive, but the Ravens were playing a little bit softer defense because they were up by two scores. Also, so you know, it was six and one half dozen of the other, um, but. You know, it's neither um, neither Mason nor Mitch is going to put more than two touchdowns on the board, and that just is what it is. You know, I, I agree with that. Um, real quick, George yeah, asked about like about Renegade, and and Ian, you you texted the group chat. Did mm-hmm. they play Renegade when we were on offense? No, no, they played it after the interception. The after the ball. interception, yeah. okay, all right, okay. You uh, were behind on. I was in the stadium. Yeah. Your game cast stream was behind by like a play or two. Oh, at least. So Pickett, or not Pickett, sorry. Uh, Trubisky threw the deep ball towards Deontay, overthrew it. Yep. It was an interception. Yep. And then they played Renegade. So I texted you Renegade when it was happening in real time, which yeah. is probably before you saw the interception happen. Yep. Okay. So um, that's that's what made sense to me now. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. Yeah. Hey, well, now, one thing that's real the other quickly. thing. That's the other thing I want to mention about that interception. So I don't know if you noticed when you were watching it live, uh-huh. but Mitch doesn't do a lot of like pre-snap hand signaling, calling things out, anything like that. Before that interception. He looked over at Pickens and made some hand signal at him. And I'm like, oh, something's happening here. Then he looked at Deontay and made some hand signal at him. And I'm like, 
oh, shit, they're going to go deep here. And then all of a sudden they go deep to Deontay and he overthrows the ball. And I'm just like, you know, they, they it's like they're telegraphing this stuff. They're, they're making it way too obvious. Melvin, Melvin, yes. <laughs> Presley Harvin did have one bad punt, the one 17-yarder, because it bounced fucking backwards. I but see it, his it, point. It wasn't that bad. Oh, that bad. <laughs> That was like one of those punts that you kick. It wasn't when that bad a day. A Forty mile an hour wind. It wasn't it that bad a day. It comes back. It was terrible. That oh, one punt was awful. God, he's. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't even want to go backwards. Never mind. Let's okay. not talk about that. All right. Fair Let's enough. move on. Fair enough. Yeah, Scarps, go for it. Uh, no, I was just gonna say that on the uh, on a good day, if the worst problem you have is that your punter sucks. Um, that's a, that's a good thing, but the punter, the punter falling short is, is, is in a, is in the midst of all the shit that the Steelers are right now. Um, but getting back to renegade and I've said this and I know this is blasphemy, but renegade represents the past Steelers. Um, and much like the current Steelers that, uh, continue to dwell on the past. <laughs> um, That's current Steelers fans. Current Steelers fans. But my point is that Renegade is no longer what it was. And yeah, I've been there when it has been magical and great. Yep. Uh, I've also Same. been there when it's been shit. And yep. far too often lately, it's been shit that it's been good. Um, I mean, Renegade now to me. Ravens, signal- Ravens players were dancing during Renegade. Dude. On Other teams play Renegade during their practices, so they play the Steelers right. at at Heinz because they're not intimidated. Like like it used to mean like oh shit, James Harrison's coming off the edge and he's yeah. gonna sack somebody and Troy's gonna pick up that fumble. Great, I get it. Now the nostalgia's there, but but the results aren't. And I tell you, right. this, and I know that I know this sound you know, and, and Steelers fans are like, shut up, you're a hater. Pick nah. something else. Bring me something else. Bring me something else. First of all, before I even worked at the Steelers and before Renegade was even a thing, I fucking hated that song. It's not even one of the top 10 best Kiss songs. Kiss, I apologize. Kiss. Stick songs. Sorry. Can we all agree that Stick sucks? Because they do. Okay, they're fucking terrible. I didn't mean to say kiss. Scratch that. Reverse it. It's just because you've been drinking today. We know. But the point is, I like sticks, but that's not even like top 10 stick songs. So, like, I get that it was once something, but whatever that something (laughs) once was, it's not anymore. So, like, give me something else. Big Ben's burner was sticks sucks. They do suck. I, I just, I agree with you from the standpoint that what they need is a new... I uh, say don't a new motivator. I don't know. I get the fact that there's the nostalgia associated with with playing Renegade. And if you go to the stadium, I've been there when they didn't play it, and it's like, well, they didn't play they didn't play Renegade today. It's kind of you know it feels incomplete, right? But at this point, maybe they should move on because, as as Scarps has pointed out, the last guy from that team from that era was Ben and he's retired. Yeah. I agree. I, and I, Ben wasn't that's the other thing. Ben wasn't even there when they started this. It was the 2003 wild card game right. against the Browns. Yep. So it was Tommy Maddox and Chris Fumato Balfala yeah. and all, all all those dudes like 
this isn't even like a Ben thing. Kind of like the Tomlin non-losing season streak isn't a Tomlin thing. It's actually a Ben thing because Ben got there in 2004. Eh, anyway, what the no, well, because because in 2019, they, when Ben went down, they were 0-2. And he took Duck fucking Hodges and Mason Rudolph and still went eight and eight. All right. So I, and that to me is, it's the finest job that Tomlin Fair. ever did. Fair. And, and, what, and what Big Ben's burner just said, is it Renegade or we just suck right now? That's our point. Stuck. If we, we were know. killing it, yeah. if we were killing it, I'd be we like, do. I'd be like, that jake is something. Yeah, no. Asshole. That's exactly right. The, but the yeah. Steelers do suck right now. And, yeah, and yeah it, it was it was evident. And, uh, you know, what I said to my buddy when we were watching the game on Sunday was, I'm like, you know, they haven't played a team this good in a month. Right. Even the Bengals. The Bengals, who that was a winnable game, been a they didn't have time. Jamar Chase. They didn't have they lost Joe Mixon after the first half. Uh, that was a winnable game, and you know I, I'm not going to say they came close. They had that garbage time touchdown, which brought it closer, but it was never really that close. But the Ravens are even better, even with Huntley at quarterback. They're better than the Bengals were that day, and that was the big difference, the stark contrast between what you've seen from the Steelers for the, the previous month and what we saw on Sunday, which was kind of coming back to reality, man, coming back to earth. That's, that's well, what the Steelers really are right now. Yeah. And, and I'm just going to say two things. I, I, all the debates I've seen and heard about renegade and stuff. I, I I'm totally fine. If they just retire for a while, the, the one thing I did see people were bitching about, Maybe it's time to get rid of the terrible towel. I'm like, oh, fuck you. I'm like, holy shit. No way. Okay. Shit. All right. Well, yeah, Ian, go ahead. Cause you're, I, you're, you're better off with this than I am. So go for it. You, you brought this up and brought this on yourself is all I'm saying. So what I saw, right. I, I can right. sense right now that Ian's about to be wrong. Go ahead. Okay. Uh oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> holy fuck. No. All right. The terrible towel is a wonderful thing. That said, I have hated this for years that at Heinz Field before the game, they have a terrible towel twirl when they bring people out and tell you to twirl your terrible towel. Real fucking Steelers fans don't need told when to twirl their towel. They know right. when to do it. Right? I was incorrect. The, Ryan is uh, Ian is correct. He's right. That <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> That I, I agree. The, the towel should be a natural thing. The the towel has become almost uh, almost like this corporatized symbol of the Steelers, right? Back, yes. Now, I'm not as old as Ben is, but back <laughs> when I started going to games, oh shit, he's old. Back back when I started going to games <laughs> in the early '90s, like the towel was really only brought out for like. Monday night games and the playoffs. Like, it would have had games. to be a big uh, game. It had to be a it night game like and a playoff a night game. game right, man. A playoff game when the towel came out. Yeah. Now it's like one o'clock Sunday game. They it's force a, it a, on you. Preseason yeah. game. We're going to twirl our terrible towels. Sell like, more towels that way. They force yeah. it on you. Well, and, and, and they and, force it on you with some shitty ass celebrity that nobody cares about. <laughs> like, it's like, like Wiz Khalifa is a big deal. But like, like they brought the, who's the they guy brought the guy from calls, fucking Better, better Call, call Saul. Saul, that guy. Yeah. And I'm like, his, I don't even I'm know like, his name. Nobody gives a shit about Howard Hamlin. Like, like, fuck. Do you <laughs> yeah. got better? Is, is fucking 
is Howard Hamlin. Yeah, he was from Pittsburgh. Yeah. They did no. have uh, he in yeah. Clash of the Titans. Yeah. They did yeah. have the uh, one fucking. Oh, wait, that's guy Harry Hamlin. Hamlin. No, that's Harry. They Hamlin. had the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Still, Dad. Come on, man. They had Charlie. They had Charlie Hunnam do it once. And he's he's not even from America. No, he's not even from the U.S. <laughs> that's that's my point. Like, like they bank on that terrible towel thing, and it's just like, listen, like there's only so many times. And listen, I love me some poison. I love Brett Michaels, but there's only so many times Brett Michaels can come back like, oh Pittsburgh, good to see you again. It's only been 15 minutes, you know. Like, <laughs> nothing but a good time. Like, I no, it, Ian, I'm with you, man. They like. Especially going to the games growing up, like the so, towel was a special, special just to be, just thing. To be clear. And it, well, and it was like you either had the the gold towel, which was the standard, yeah. or if you had like like my dad had a black one from the seventies. And if somebody had a black terrible towel, you're like, whoa, that's cool. That's a throwback, you know. Now they make a new towel for like every friggin' event. There's a yeah. wall of terrible towels yeah, for all right. the different ones they've made. They made pink ones a few years ago that we basically just used to wipe the water off our seats when it rains. And, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, Myron Cope. Mean, if, if your kid my, takes a shit, they can make a terrible towel. Myron Cope was very specific. Awesome. But yeah. it's, it's gotten over oversaturated. Myron Cope was very, very specific. Once again, they are living on the past. Okay. Fine. Myron Cope's dead. I get it. Myron no. Cope was very specific the about towel. about the towel and how no. magical it was, but that it only applied during playoff games. Only. Said it. Went on record many times. Really? Very specific. It's, okay. it's really great. The terrible towel. People are bringing it out. It's great. But it only does its magic during playoff games. So are, are we saying we blame the Steelers organization for this then? No, it's just the terrible towel twirl. I actually do blame them for because that's yeah. cheesy as fuck. Yeah, yeah I it think is. so too. I actually, you're gonna kick me off the podcast, but I actually <laughs> oh. purposefully don't twirl my towel when no. they ask you to because I'm like, no, this is stupid. I'm not doing this. You don't have yes. to tell me when to do it. So Robbie Gould just missed the kick. Addict, yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was just curious about those couple of of topics yeah. because you know when when things aren't going well. Those are the types of things that people start bitching about. Like I said, and you brought this on yourself, bringing up the towel to me. Mark. Oh no, I, I'm totally fine because I, I, I mean, the 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 renegade thing. I, I look, I love it, but at the same time, I also recognize that that much like was said uh, in the comments that you know the team really does suck, so it doesn't have the same effect. The <laughs> towel, I have a little bit. Of a closer attachment to. I, I don't. Burner. Yeah. Can I, I blame like, Matt uh, Canada for this too? <laughs> yes. Yes, <laughs> you can. And, and to get into a broader, you know, socio sociological <laughs> topic too, right? That because TV broadcasts of games have gotten a lot better, that like they've had to do things at the stadium to make people more entertained by being there. Oh, to man. you know, so so some of that is oh. the you know you don't have. Get to your seat early, right? And, well, yes. and, like I was, I was talking no, to the guy right. who sits next to us during the game, and he was like, "Yeah," and he's older than I am. He's probably about Mark and Ben's age, you know. But he's like um, eighty, yeah. you know. But uh, 
but but he was saying like, yeah, you know, like when I started going to games with my dad at Three Rivers, like it was all these steel mill workers and coal miners that would, you know, drink before the game and then drink at the game and then go out and drink after the game. And like, you know, it was like a whole day for them. And, and now it's like, fuck, tickets are like 150 bucks. If you have a job like that, you can't afford those tickets anymore. Yeah, you know, it's, it's much more of a, a I guess I'll call it like a corporate atmosphere that's more like entertainment centric than actually like sporting centric or football. Especially especially in the 100 level where Ian sits, that's really bougie. (laughs) (laughs) Bougie. It is. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you I've sat in those seats. I'm telling you. But I agree with what Ian just said. They're they're bougie as fuck. Just telling you. That that part of the game has changed. The the average Joe struggles to go to games now. Dude. When I still worked there, we were tasked with how how do we get fans in the seats before uh, before kickoff so yeah. that when they show that aerial view that it looks mm-hmm. like it's packed. And we fucking did everything you could imagine to try to get fans in seats, and they just didn't give a shit. I mean, like like we had then, drinking uh, to do. We had drinking to do, Ryan. Yeah, we were busy. That's and listen, that's fine. <laughs> and I understand that. And that's one of the things that I brought up. If you so sold I beers said, for three bucks in the stadium, then so more people would 30. come in and drink inside. Yeah. Yeah, so, if you sold beer for three bucks up well, until kickoff. So the so one of the first things I says was so I says I said, Oh my god, I've been drinking. Wait, so I said, I says can, I says I am what I am spot by over here. But um I would be like can can we get somebody you know, if you enter the stadium early? Can you get a free hot dog and a beer? They're like, oh, we, <laughs> we can't do that. No, no. But it's just like you're Ian. You're right. Like it's just a totally different crowd. It's a totally different mentality. But I'll tell you this: like we went to a Penguins game about a month ago, and we got free tickets because you know uh, Jess's dad is a contributor to Rivers Casino, and I say contributor, you know. <laughs> plays blackjack i looked at the ticket price and i was like holy hell like i would never come to this game if i had to pay for these seats because i couldn't do it so it's a variety of things and i do agree that that it is hard to enhance that stadium experience whether it's ticket prices or concession prices but also too that like like i don't know how many people are really going to that game just to see or just to hear renegade like it's not like it's not no. like what it used to be I, I feel like it's it's one of those things though right like you go see pick somebody you go see bruce springsteen in concert you want to hear him play born to run right yeah it's like sure. you know you go see example. the stones you want to see satisfaction right, right? You, you right you go see someone you want to see them like do the hits right you know it's it's one of those things they know they can do to kind of get the crowd into it although playing it after an interception after a is pick. probably a bad idea, but you know, I, I I also understand the quandary therein that they need like that two minute commercial break, and that commercial break only hits at certain times, and mm-hmm. you know all that stuff. You can't play it during a thirty second timeout, but yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I I, I do uh, want to talk a little bit about the Panthers uh, this week, and uh, they they enter at the same record as the Steelers at five and eight. The big difference being that they're still in the midst of a potential uh, playoff race because that division is, well, bad. Um, you know, so who's going to start a quarterback for them? Is it Darnold, Darnold again? Darnold, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it's Darnold going to start. 
you know, they got some decent running backs and in, in uh, Foreman and and the Bubblegum Man, Chubba Hubba. And uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't think any Steelers fan should be under the uh, uh, idea that the Steelers are just going to go in there and win because the Panthers aren't very good. We got the same damn record, people. Um, you know, I, I they're going to run the ball. They're you know so. Um, I do expect there to be a significantly large Steelers crowd there, uh, as there was in Atlanta and uh, Indianapolis and stuff. But you know, there was a significantly um, large Steelers crowd last week. It wasn't bad at Heinz Field. Yeah, uh, it looked like a lot of purple in there, though. Too there were um, some rat fans. Yeah. There were some. Yeah, I I, I don't yeah. think home field is what it used to be, personally. Um, I, I think that place. part really sucks, to be perfectly yeah. honest. It's oh, like, I agree. Bro, yeah, man, Three Rivers was it. Yeah. yeah. Right? It was yeah. a really shitty stadium, but God damn, it was so loud. Oh, and, I, and I'm not going to say yeah. that they won every game there because they obviously ah. didn't. But it, but you knew when you – like the John Facenda – Tom, you know, like, but I come into three, you know, like you, you do it. Yeah. Look at George. I paid thirty-five bucks for tickets. Steelers Chargers seventy-seven. Yeah, I think I paid that much for a beer this year. Right behind the Steelers bench. Yeah. I've paid more than thirty-five bucks for a round of beers in in, the, in Heinz Field. Of oh, no doubt. No I have. Doubt. Like yeah. a bunch yeah. of times. I, I was gonna say they're they're probably pushing ten bucks a beer now. Like it's, it's probably getting close. Idiot. Well, it, well, that's the thing is you, beer. It's yeah. so goddamn expensive. It's yeah, and that's the thing, right? Like you go, you and you they can, wonder why I sneak flasks in. I you, mean, you want to, yeah. I mean, you want to suck down as many beers as you can out in the parking lot that you got the you know twelve fifty thirty rack of icy light, and you're just like, I'm gonna <laughs> guzzle all these that I can before I go in, and that's why you know people yep. barely make it in for kickoff. People hey, by that? the way, uh, the the Panthers have scored. 20 plus points in six out of their last oh, seven here games. We go. So um that it might be a problem. Hey, what's what's the Steelers record when uh when they when the opponent scores more than 20 points? Uh not good. What what, what would that be? Um I'm gonna put uh, Casey Kasem in, in the bullpen, by the way. Um, and uh when, when the opponent early, scores okay, more than 20. Wow, we're points. over an hour, man. Um what are your thoughts got, on this week? Uh cells to go. What? Yeah, apparently. Uh, Ian, what are your thoughts on uh, a potential score this weekend? Oh, predictions. Uh, oh, predictions. Uh, so to, to, to answer Ben's question, 0-5 if it's 21-plus, 1-5 because we beat the Bengals 23-20 to 20 right. if it's 20-plus. Um, yeah, big Ben's burner SCB after hours. That's right. Steelers hey, freak, way, I, I would like to point out that my flask is is hidden next to my nuts as I go through <laughs> as I go through the metal detectors, and it's made it's made out of mylar. Just my belt, just my belt. And uh, next after week you get really in, should you take SCB it out over time again. You take it out of the nutsack because you know nobody wants nutsack warm whiskey and in the third quarter, right? Uh, that would be good. Yeah, I'm sorry, Ian. Go ahead. Oh, I said next week we should do SCB overtime again because it's going to be uh, Well, I'm planning on it. I, I uh, uh, Next week at this time, uh, Friday would be my last day before I get a little reprieve. Uh, so we'll, we'll definitely do some OT. And, of course, next week will also be Festivus week. That's right. Festivus is December 23rd. Oh, yeah. 
And we'll uh, gather around the, the Festivus pole and air some grievances. You know, as I recall, the last time we did this, it went off the fucking rails. And I'm okay with that. The whole <laughs> the whole fucking team is off the rails. I was Why say, the whole we season's <laughs> off the rails at this point. Who cares yeah, about our I podcast? Mean, I, God, we're, we're yeah, uh, you know, but uh, I'm sorry. Ian, did we ever get a prediction? I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, oh, what's the over-under and whatnot? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. Any of that shit. Um... It looks to me like it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to have really low ratings. The so so the guy who was sitting next to me bet the under on the Steelers Ravens game last week and was sitting there after the first quarter like fuck. I never thought there'd be seventeen points in the quarter. The over under on this game is like thirty seven, and I was like, yeah, oh, wow. well, you know, other than that Bengals game, I think we've hit the under every time, and we we hit the under again last week. So here's and, uh, uh, Steelers lineup by had, three. Steelers are plus the, three over under yeah, 37 over 37 and a half. half. Yeah. yeah. It's, wow. Steelers plus three at Carolina and a and a oh my god, this is depressing. I it is fucking <laughs> depressing. Yeah. So That's because our quarterbacks suck. So here's a uh I'm not going anywhere, BBB. Um hold on. I actually come back to me because there's something I want to look up about this All because right, I, I know i know Can it's that I, I just want to make sure Sharps, right. what do you got got a prediction carolina panthers hosting so here's Pittsburgh one season. for all you mason haters out there you want to oh quickly boy, here we go. say that oh well mason got benched for duck in that cincinnati game well duck got benched for mason in that jets game <laughs> and in 2019 and mason actually had a pretty decent showing and you know who the quarterback was for the jets at that time <laughs> sam Darnold. uh so, so what? he is back in Carolina battle of who, who's the shittiest quarterback is i mean no, he's back. duck Duck supplanted, Duck supplanted Mason fucking Rudolph and then went to the CFL and washed out. He's not okay. good enough to play in the CFL. Okay. He supplanted Mason Rudolph because Mason Rudolph got hit in the head with his own helmet oh, by Malik he, Garrett. Come on. Oh, the, okay. Come on. Come on. Uh, the fucking yeah, 49ers games. Fuck out of here. They, they gifted him five, oh, five turnovers. Oh, I know. You know how many points he scored off those five turnovers? Six points. Oh, I know. Two fucking you, field goals. Can and we you, get to a how prediction, the fuck please? Do you lose a game when and you're you know plus what, three you know, in the turnover you know, ratio? I'm going to let nah. you get all anxious about this because prediction, you know, please. Please. that game, James Conner with that fumble. But yeah, yeah. And Mason with the pick he threw in that game, too. Point being is that just when you thought you were rid of Sam Darnold, he rears his ugly head again, and he has a better rushing attack this week. I said the Ravens were going to win by three last week. I have no reason to pick the Steelers this week. I'm going to go with the Panthers again by three. Score. I'm not going to score. Uh, Scarpino, score. score. No. Okay. Not by three. I need a score. Okay. I said 23-20 Ravens last week. It wasn't quite yeah. as high. I'm going to go with 20. Yeah, 2017. Panthers. All right. 20 to 17. Very good. And right, I'm, Matt, I'm good uh, on Ian, are you. you ready? Yes, I am. Okay. Go so ahead. so I, I'm right about this stat. Um, so the Panthers have only scored more than 20 points against the Steelers once in their entire history. And that was in a 52 to 21 annihilation of them on Thursday night football, where they scored a With late two touchdown touchdowns, yeah. to, to touchdowns, yeah. get to that 21. So 
in in Steelers Panthers history, the Panthers have never scored more than twenty one points against us, and that twenty one was in that friggin' blowout. Um, the Panthers have lost six straight games against the Steelers, um, and so here's the thing: a lot of trends. we got our ass kicked in the trenches this past week, yeah. and there's guys on that team, Cam Hayward, some other guys that will take that shit personally and will want to come back and be better and not get their ass kicked in the trenches again. As they should. Sam Darnold is not that good of a quarterback. No. Um, Carolina has some good players. Foreman's a great story. Um, Brian Burns is an awesome defensive end. Whoever plays quarterback is in trouble. Um, Chubba Hubbard reminded me, when I watched his college tape, Reminded me a lot of Willie Parker that he had the the breakaway track speed, but he didn't have a lot of wiggle mm-hmm. and got brought down a lot on first contact. Um, so if he gets a crease, he can go a long way and is scary. But if you can hit him before he makes that before he makes that move, then you can keep him contained. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go. All right, I'm gonna go Steelers twenty, Panthers sixteen. Okay. All right, Ben, what do you got? I think that the defensive front will take their performance versus the Ratbirds last week. Personally, I agree with Ian. Mm-hmm. Um, there are guys. Uh, I mean, did you see T.J. Watts' interview after the game? He was fucking pissed. Uh, and I, he should be, I mean, he didn't look great. No, uh, no. they've obviously scattered him. He, he didn't even game. want to celebrate his sack when he got it. He, he has no inside moves. Uh, TJ Watt is a shell of his former self. Yes. Is, is right he still he better is. than Malik Reed? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's built differently. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, miles Jack is another guy who's going to take that shit personally. Uh, Devin Bush, who knows? He might, maybe not. Uh, they didn't say anything about him personally, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe he didn't care. I don't fucking know. Um, Sam Darnold is not a good quarterback, as Ian points out. Uh, so he can't really take advantage of our shitty corners, shitty outside corners. He, they're, they're going to give up some plays because there are corners, but they're not, it's not a situation where Sam Darnold can come in and, and, just gouge us with pass plays. Right. Um, he could if he was good, but he's not. Chubba Hubbard is a good running back. That's a little scary. I, I think, though, that the defensive front is going to take that game personally, and they're going to scheme to stop the run first. So, all of that said, oh, the flip side of this, either Mitchell Trubisky or Mason Rudolph is starting this game, and I think both of them are going to play, to be perfectly honest. No matter what the fuck happens, I think both of them end up playing, which leads to probably a D minus at quarterback for Sunday. But, you know, the line is playing a little better versus uh, not great defenses. And and the Panthers defense is not fantastic. They're not terrible, but they're not fantastic. So I am going to say Steelers 21 and Panthers 
19. Woo! Two-point game. All right. Uh, I I am not going to provide nearly the analysis provided by you guys. I firmly believe that uh, if you want to stop the run, then you better stop the run. And I'm not sure they can stop the run. So, therefore, I'm going Panthers 23, Steelers 17. Uh, sorry. Six points. Sorry. Yep. Yep. I, I just... And I'm the hater. Well, it's not about being a hater. I just why are you I, such I a hater, Mark? I don't why do you, have faith. Why do you that, hate the Steelers? Uh, it sells tickets. I don't know. It's clicks. Uh, is Casey Kasem ready to go? By the oh, way, oh yeah, that. Oh fuck, oh, we haven't boy. done that yet. I guess I'll pour myself some more whiskey. Yeah, fuck, I, that's true. That's do it up, point. everybody. Grab your beverage. Casey Kasem is getting ready. To I think go. I'm going to go with tequila. I'm not I've doing been drinking whiskey. since noon. American Top Forty. Yeah. Good evening, everyone. The week that was no <laughs> December fifteenth, nineteen eighty. Ride for Pittsburgh, right, dear Casey? A bottle of white, a bottle of red, perhaps a bottle of Iron City instead. We'll get a table near the street in our old familiar place. You and me, face to face, Kenny. Talking about you, Kenny Pickett. Meet me anytime you want in our Italian restaurant, Casey. <laughs> I quickly want to send my best wishes to Steelers quarterback, Kenny Pickett. You know, the Steelers' first-round pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. And he went to the University of Pittsburgh. I'm not sure you know that. That, Kenny Pickett. Thoughts and prayers to Kenny as he works his way through the protocol that will teach him how to read defenses. Oh, concussion protocol. I apologize. Just kidding. Love you, KP8. The season is over. It's been over. This team stinks. They are soft, undisciplined, weak. They have no attention to detail. They don't make any routine plays routinely. They lack physicality. They have no gap integrity. And that's just the highest paid defense in the league, Casey. On offense, well, it's a shit sandwich. (laughs) Actually, that's too much of a compliment. The offense is an enigma mixed with the blandest concoction you can imagine. Don't even get me started on special teams. More <laughs> like ordinary teams. Am I right? It's like they aren't putting in any extra work in any phase. They're working nine to five. Well, <laughs> well Ryan, you're in for a treat. Next up on American Top 40. <laughs> Moving up six spots this week, the number 39. From the movie... Of the same name, starring Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, maybe she can coach the Steelers, and Dolly Parton. Here's Dolly with nine to five. Wow. <laughs> not, <laughs> not special teams, ordinary teams. That's a great yeah, line. Right knock, knock that one out of the park, Scarf. <laughs> Wow. That's a great line, man. Oh my god. Or if Danny Smith, if man. Anybody's still, if anybody's still listening. Coach Bubblegum, <laughs> ordinary <laughs> teams, coach. Oh my god, I'm tired. <laughs> I hate myself. It's like the best part of my week is right this fucking <laughs> You know, it's even it's even better for us old fucks who remember the top 40 very well every Saturday morning. Yeah. Literally. 
<laughs> go back and listen to the shit that people write to Casey. Oh, it was incredible. <laughs> and it's yeah. like it's terrible. I mean, it's it's legit. It's, it's, oh it's my a, god. Hey Casey, I don't quite know if I might kill myself. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, the, he was Dr. Phil I'm just saying, I'm just Dr. saying Phil. people would write to Casey about these things. No, I'm they saying. would. If you need help, please seek it. We at we at the Steel City Blitz podcast promote mental health. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, wow, that was uh, that was good. A shit sandwich, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and that's just Dolly Parton. Oh Dolly. boy! Listen, all right. I'm going to tell okay. Dolly. I'm going to call up Dolly Parton right now. I'm going to say, Dolly, give me ten plays right now to get George Pickens open. And she's like, well, darling, I bet you I can fucking do that. And McMahon is like, well, uh, you know, we like throwing a ball around at different people. <laughs> like, give me Dolly, an oh, offensive coordinator. We'd score 30 points. Anybody else get a, get a, did anybody else get a vision of Dolly Parton and that 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 press box booth camera that they always show Canada? <laughs> you see Dolly sitting up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh man okay uh next week next week festivist show we'll have plenty of grievances especially if this team doesn't win some grievances uh really yeah. oh, after the grievances. fantastic season we're having well, who was the asshole today who posted on twitter the steelers would would, would be a nine win team right now maybe a 10 win team if ben roethlisberger was a quarterback this year <laughs> wasn't me i was like Okay, they might win a few more games. They would have. They probably would have. They probably would have, but maybe one or two tops. I mean, what are they? They're four and five now in in one score games. Yeah. Yes. And and last year they were eight and three or something. Fucking eight and two. Yeah. What was they it? have been ridic- They have been above five hundred in one possession game we, since twenty fourteen. And we talk about it every year. It's it's that return. It's, to it the was mean. Ben, and it, and I get it. Ben was fucking money in the fourth quarter he was he was great and yep. they don't have that quality right now but he wasn't getting better he he was not going to be a a better player this year than he was last year and last year he was not good oh my god yeah. the fucking things that come out of Steelers twitter and maybe it's just you know people well, put shit out just to get some clicks well, uh, well i think that's part of it i want to get some likes so i'm gonna put some something likes, really outrageous out there yeah yeah. Well, hey, we'll pick it up. Uh, and, and really, to, to that point, though, that kind yeah, of is the identity of the 2022 Steelers, is that they work at 9 to 5. <laughs> they are not clutch. Like, that's their identity, that when a play needs to be made, they don't uh, make it, right? That when you have a chance to stop the Patriots on defense from running the last six minutes off the clock, uh, you do not make a play. You know, when you have a chance against, um, you know, the Dolphins to to drive the ball down the field and score a game-winning touchdown, they don't make a play. And it's it's both sides of the ball. It's it's the identity of the whole team. They're just not clutch. They just what Bill Cower said, going way back to the '90s, was the difference between a ten and six team and a six and ten team is so slim. Yeah, it really is. And, And that good teams find a way to win games mm-hmm. and that bad teams like this one find a way to lose games. Yeah. Okay. Last Sunday, the Steelers found a way to lose the game. You go two of four in the fucking red zone and, and 
two of those drives, you get no points at all. Mm-hmm. None. Yeah. You're going to fucking lose. If they if they'd made one more field goal, they would have won the goddamn game. That's how close it was, and they couldn't do it. And Ian's dead right. When they needed they need to make a play, they just can't fucking do it. Right. No, I, I yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, everybody, thank you so much. Uh, next week we'll be uh, coming at you on the 22nd. Yeah, Thursday the 22nd. And uh, we'll do some airing of the grievances, a little festivist celebration, and uh, hopefully you can join us. We know it's very, very close to Christmas and everything. But, uh, hey, what the hell else you got to do, right? Grab a beverage and join us. And uh, make, make sure you check out the site, steelcityblitz.com. Follow us on all of our socials as well. And for these three dipshits, this is Steel Dad signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Fuck those guys. Shit.